Welcome to the Movie Jar Podcast, a podcast where we couldn't decide what to watch, so we let a little magical jar decide for us. Uh, I'm your host, Gavin. I'm Andrea. Why is it magical? What? Oh, the jar? Why is the jar magical? Because I, I, it's better if it's magical. I don't know. It sounds cooler. Maybe it's actual magic. I just don't want to start this with a lie. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I guess we're just going to have to start all over again. All right, so just watch The Gate. That happened. The Gate, 1987, starring Stephen Dorff. Yeah. As a little baby child. We we started we started this whole thing off with a bang. <laughs> yeah, should I give the quick synopsis? Of yeah, we look it up real quick. Uh, there is a passageway to the most evil place you can imagine. A gate behind which the demons wait take back what was once theirs. There's this weird tearing sound in there. It's the decomposed corpse of her dead father. Oh no. You got demons. I mean, you guys are serious about that demon stuff? Demons? What kind? They have opened the gate. Pray it's not too late. It was pretty good. It was a thing. Yeah, yeah. it was. Ooh. It was a movie. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> the gate. When Al and Glenn's parents leave town for the weekend, Al uses the opportunity to throw a party, while little brother Glenn and his friend Terry decide to explore a hole left by a tree removal service in the backyard. When unexplainable phenomena begin occurring, Terry with the help of his extensive heavy metal music collection, comes to the conclusion that he and Glenn have accidentally opened a gateway to hell. Extensive heavy metal music collection? <laughs> Why? It was one de- It was one record. All right, wait. So, spoilers, right? Oh, yeah. We have let everybody know. You're in for some serious spoilers, because we're just going to talk about Of the, the 1987 movie, The Gate. Yeah, so if you really... Which we warned you about we'd be watching in if the last you care, <laughs> If you care, you should go watch it. I guess. <laughs> All right, so I was picking up some real heavy Stranger Things vibes from this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously. Like, I guess the thing that's interesting, the thing that I, I guess would like, so, so you know, it, there's there's all these archetypes in this movie that I'm trying to decide, like, did this movie start them or was this just a product of the time? Yeah, I kind of feel like product of the time. Okay. So, I guess I would need to know more, like, be able to see more movies like this mm-hmm. that would make me go, oh, yeah, this is definitely a clear theme. Like, it falls squarely in Satanic Panic. That That's obvious. But I guess, like, things like the older sister is, like, growing up and the, the younger brother sort of dealing with uh, the fact that his sister maybe doesn't want to hang out with him anymore. It's very clear, like, things that happen in Stranger Things Season 1, right? Like, you know, there's also, like... I felt like there was a bunch of different references that were picked up from Stranger Things. I mean, even just, maybe even into season two, where it's like, okay, you've got these demons coming out of the, you know, I guess we're spoiling Stranger Things too, but whatever, we're just going to talk. So. <laughs> I mean, it's been out for a few years now. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to see. You're gonna see. So I don't know, what do you think? You picked up on some of those Stranger Things vibes too? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess what's interesting, it's like you're saying we'd have to see more movies around the time to really, like, I am curious, like, like at one point you're like, it's they're gonna play the record backwards, and I'm like, yeah, duh. But it's like, is, and they did. Right. And it's like, is that was that a trope at the time? And it's definitely a trope now. Um, and 
yeah, like, was it just a thing that was happening in movies so it felt fresh at the time? Right, at the time, it's like, oh, creepy, they're playing the record backwards, and yeah. it's telling them what to do, sort of, whatever. And I yeah. guess what's interesting is, like, we're not going to see a lot of these movies, like, <laughs> right. like, like The Gate, you know? Uh, we just saw it because I happened to pick it for this list, um, but the people who are making Stranger Things, the people who are making these things that we're watching now and seeing we're seeing these influences in the movie like The Gate, then it's like they were watching the movies. They, right, it's pretty, they it's are cool. like, it's really obvious things. the 80, like 1980s is super inspirational for Stranger Things, like everybody kind of yeah. knows this. But I guess I, I'm just curious how how influential this specific movie may have been because it seemed like there were some very like direct parallels. But it, sure I, it, it just seems that way because it's the only one we've seen. Right, that's why I'm wondering. I'm like, okay, was it indicative of more of this, you know, I guess 80s, uh, genre, you can call it, I guess, time period, not necessarily genre, but anyway, um, what, I guess, what, would you put Are this... we going to talk about if we liked the movie, or? Yeah, I, I, that's kind of what I was going to get into now, is like, would you put this in comedy horror? Because I wonder if it was, I think at the time, it was not intentional for it to be funny. Oh, I think it's interesting, like, even looking at, like, romantic comedies. Romantic comedy is, like, a newer construct, or a newer genre, and I think that um, comedy horror is a newer thing that we've kind of labeled older things by. Like, so no, I don't like. Well, it's a genre that happened on accident to exactly, begin with. Yeah. So it's like. So these these older movies that are kind of funny, but also kind of weird and strange, they end up in this weird like in between. I mean, what they're got to be like 10, 11 years old. These kids. But they're like, yeah. they put him in a lot of danger. Right. That kid went through a lot. He's like stabbing his hand. Yeah. He's like crushing the skull of his father. <laughs> yeah, that was his fake that father. Was, that was pretty crazy. So, so like, that, it's a that scene was pretty. Intense. I love these older movies because there's this weird, like, you know, kind of really strange, sometimes adult or just creepy. Uh, unsettling things happening to little children. To ch- ch- yeah. Children are our protagonists. Right. Uh, but at the same time, there is this kind of like, ha, like, um, light feel sometimes. Com- and then, like, commu- you know, Terry, the best friend, is like the, um, what's it called? The comedy partner? Comedic relief. Oh, sure. <laughs> so it is just strange. Like, so I don't think it actually fits in any one thing. Mm hmm. It's feel again. It feels like these movies that were being made somehow eventually formed the cleaner, like an, like lines. intentional yeah. comedy horrors that we mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably accurate. I wonder if it was like again. I would need to see like is this more of a trend from the eighties where you get these eighties movies that like don't take themselves too seriously in a similar way to a lot of the pop culture at the time was not taking itself necessarily as seriously, mm-hmm. right? Um, okay, so so did you did you how did you feel about the movie? Did you like it? Well, things I liked. I liked the good kid actors. Stephen Dorff, as we've said multiple times, he's pretty good. I, he seemed destined for greatness. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I knew one day he would play the uh, antagonist in a Blade movie. Yeah, sure you did. <laughs> Stephen Dorff, who's that? <laughs> um, I liked that a lot. I mean, I kind of liked, I guess for my, yeah, I guess that's what's funny is like, 
it has become a trope that you play the record backwards and, you know, heavy metal, blah, blah, blah. But I don't actually know where, where I got that. And I was informed by that. You know what I mean? Right. It sort of just become, you became, became like ubiquitous pop culture yeah. that you play heavy metal music backwards and they tell you the, you know, they tell you satanic things. I guess the spin on it in this one. Okay. Here's my clue. My clue that, that this movie did not invent that is that they played the record backwards and it told them what to do to stop the demons mm-hmm. where normally the trope is you play it backwards and it's telling you demonic stuff. But what I'm saying stuff. is, was the, yeah, was the, but where did that trope come from? So it was like... I think it's just from Satanic Panic. I think I think heavy metal mu- music got roped into... I, honestly, I think it actually started with Led Zeppelin. I think it was a Led Zeppelin thing. It was either Black Sabbath or Led Zeppelin. I'm not sure which. So it was a real life thing. Yeah, there was like a thing where if you played it backwards, they thought it sounded demonic, but it actually wasn't. It just made, like, it just sounded weird. I've actually well, done it before. Then like, it's so then it's not so I think that the movie wasn't in order for the movie to say playing the record backwards is bad and it will open the hell the, the thing to hell. But it didn't. It said it was good. Exactly. Right. So that's they don't want to vilify death metal or right, that's heavy what I'm metal. Saying. The, that's what I'm saying. Where like yeah. clearly they were playing on that type of that that pop culture thing that was happening at yeah. the time mm-hmm. they didn't like come up with that idea well and it definitely seems like they were you playing know, with satan- this the idea of satanic panic right it kind of seems like somebody who's like tenacious D, like Jack right, Black, in a similar way to the how the heavy metal music at the time was playing with a similar idea you look on the kid the the terry his like friends wall and his posters and stuff one of them is iron maiden who's a band that also does this you know they have right songs well i was going to say like the person making the movie is definitely like the, you know like it's ridiculous yeah, yeah, yeah because um he the, the terry acts like the i mean i again i didn't grow up necessarily that age and i don't really know of anyone so i only have my movie uh interpretations of this so like jack black as a little kid oh, in yeah. the movie yeah and he's like playing dio and you know or yeah. worshiping dio like that's how this kid comes out he's listening yeah. to heavy metal he has this rainbow <laughs> sheet on over his head, and he's mouthing this like long it's like ass demon incantation yes. thing almost. That's right? in perfect English. Yeah. In a time before the earth, before the sun, and before the light of the stars, when all was darkness and chaos, the old gods, the forgotten gods, ruled the darkness. That's just playing on the record. It's right. just like the bridge of the song. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. That helps him figure out, oh, maybe we opened up a gateway to hell, my right. friend's backyard. Yeah. But yeah, so it's definitely like lovingly. It's heavy metal is not evil. It's tongue in cheek. Yeah, heavy metal is yeah. not evil in this movie. So it's like. I did think it was interesting that heavy metal doesn't ultimately save the day, though. You know what I mean? You know what else doesn't save the day? Huh? Bible. <laughs> Well, that's true. <laughs> well, sort of though. They like throw it in the hole, which was hilarious, and then it was a fake out. It was a fake out. Yeah. Temporary close the hole. That was interesting. That's that is some interesting comment. What did save the day? American ingenuity in the form of a rocket filled with love and hope of pure. A, a being. rocket of love saved the day, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't understand that though. They're like a being of pure light and energy. I think or something needs to be the one. That like saves the day. And yeah, I didn't understand that at all. They either. picked the rocket. Is it like yeah? Was the I rocket guess, like a sign it, of the brother and sister's love for each other, or is it just I that think. the rocket was literal energy and light? <laughs> <laughs> it's both, I guess. I don't, yeah, that's true. I didn't quite get that either. I, I felt like that was a little disjointed. 
I thought a lot of it was disjointed. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so the whole movie is going on. Um, like, it starts with the parents leaving. You know. Yeah. The the tree gets uprooted where the thing might be. They dig it up. Yada yada yada. So just a lot of like building it up. Like the sister throws a party. Right. Um, There's there. It was kind of a slow. The, yeah. the movie felt slow to get going. That's but for sure. Really so, weird stuff didn't start happening until like forty five minutes in. The other thing that that I thought was weird too was so the, the movie opens with him having a bad dream, right? Mm-hmm. And of his of his treehouse falling over, right? Maybe a representation of his childhood, you know, sort of like coming kind of to an end, his innocence falling over, whatever, maybe. But was it, did he dream it? Or did he just, like, did his treehouse fall over and he dreamt that he was inside of it? Did it actually happen? There's kind of a weirdness there, I thought, where it was like, it wasn't very clear. Yeah, why is he having these dreams before the thing is even open? Right. And then, like, okay, so the thing falls over and then... There's the tree that was there, and then the tree, like, them removing the tree in the treehouse opens this portal to hell, right? No. Oh, no, he reads the incantation. It's the drops the geode. Right, the geode. Okay, so a lot has to happen here, okay? So this is what happens. He wakes up from the dream, goes in the backyard. They are uplifting the tree. From the roots of the tree comes this perfect round geode that's split in half, right? It splits as it falls, yeah. And then he calls his friend Terry over. They have to redig the hole open. To find another geode. Which is hole. Yeah. Because we can make like a hundred bucks. Yeah, a hundred bucks for this other geode. <laughs> and then so it's like a lot of stuff has to happen. So then it's yeah, let's let's map no let's map out how this happens. Yeah, yeah. So he breaks it open, but you also need to say the incantation. Well, how the incantation show up, right? He like breaks the geode mm-hmm. and then like falls over, and then it's like the incantation's it's there. Like, no, and then it, he reads like, it? like a Is bunch, that what happened? a bunch of air rushes out, and it, the etch a sketch. Yeah, if you'll remember, right. and it's not a regular etch a sketch. <laughs> it's that flimsy board with like just yeah, the, like the, the film on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, says these symbols and words. And Glenn reads them because, of course. Right, which is, that happens in Evil Dead, too. Like, that's like happened. That's another trope. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, like it's another just, thing that happens. Yeah, seeing demonic words and reading them. Yeah. Don't do it, people. Um, clearly. <laughs> it was like another thing that, like, that, anyway, the tropey movie Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. Which I mean, is, that was the thing they were doing. Like, they get the right. book and. They sort of are like, making fun of this. Do? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then that, they get the, so he reads the incantation, but also they need to have a sacrifice? That's afterward. Oh, no, they needed blood. Yeah. Right. Oh, he, so he cut yeah, himself. He, he, he gets like a sliver. Before they even open the geode. And, pull, and it's like, yeah, there's blood. It's like, <laughs> why then, are there so many steps? Yeah, there's why so, are there so many, many steps. Why are there so many steps here? <laughs> and also, like, I guess what was funny to me, too, is. I guess you don't want to accidentally open a, de- a portal to hell, so. But at the same Except time. Except that's what happened. <laughs> Terry just happens to be listening to death metal records yeah. of this specific band who made this record and then like died in a plane crash or something. Yeah, that's right. They all ended up dead or something. Um, yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's listening to it and then he goes like, yeah, but that was okay. So talk. So that, is that it? Is that all it took to I open the was, gate to hell? Yeah, that's all it took. Yeah. All those 50 things. No big deal. <laughs> oh, no, no. What he also learns later is the constellations have to align just right for the old gods, which are the demons. Oh, right. Okay. There's more. It's a ritual for opening the gate. And I looked, and the constellations are that. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> How did it look? That explain that. But that's also explained like an hour into the movie. Right. Like, it's not even at the beginning. Yeah, it's like they just kind of mention it later. Was it retconning or kind of retconning? Yeah. Like, yeah, and then it happens to be the constellations are just right too. Maybe they were like, the producers were worried that some kids were going to think that they accidentally opened a portal to hell. So they're like, oh wait, we need to add in another thing just to make sure that people couldn't mm, do it. Mm-hmm. And something that's very vague. Because like, oh, constellations have to be in the right spot, but they don't describe what the right spot is. Yeah. Or... You know, or how he came upon that knowledge. <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird thing. So, some weird stuff that happened that I think was supposed to be creepy, but like, like I think that the it started getting figuring out what it wanted to do. I think toward the last half, like, yeah. it's not like any part of the movie didn't make sense, which I, I thought was unusual. Like, you know what I mean in terms of plotting? Yeah, the 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 plot. Follows through it, it, it from the beginning of, to the end. The plot, I guess, makes sense, but sort of the details yeah. felt very disjointed yes. and sort of like haphazard and and like what's not one through. that stuck out to you? I have many. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, like why does the kid levitate? I guess like why does that even matter? Why does that even matter? And why is that supposed to be the creepy thing? And you're right, he keeps bringing it up. Come on, you guys. Crazy thing happened. They're like, "What? I levitated!" Like, levitated. Oh my They're God, like, "No, you didn't." Even though they that. all like clearly saw it happen. Like, <laughs> nobody else thinks it's weird. And also, they, this is how they keep explaining it away. It was an illusion, dummy. Right. And it's like, why do you keep saying that? Yeah. What? I mean, so so that brings up another thing about this movie that was a little awkward was that it's very '80s, all over the place, but especially. In the way that people are talking to each other, I thought that was very interesting. That um, all the characters are just totally cool, like dunking on each other left and right and saying some pretty heinous stuff. Yo, I, I quoted some. Okay, well, one of the funny things was Trez cool, yeah, Trez uncool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Glenn just leaves the room and drops drops a f bomb. Yeah, well, not. Yeah. A bundle of sticks bomb. Bundle of sticks Just calls bomb. the guy who has a crush on his sister. He like he's like walking out, turns his head and goes back, and then walk <laughs> runs away. Right. And I was like, oh my god. I, I guess that's a little bit just culture shock yeah. in general for us because it's it's that's just not something that we necessarily hear anymore. Yeah. And having it seen so like or like portrayed in such a like nonchalant doesn't yeah. really matter kind of way. Although I mean, you think about it at the time with Reagan and AIDS and all the stuff that was going on. Like, yeah. What? The, I mean... Oh, it was just gay, more used. Gay people in general were very... were, were vilified. They weren't, yeah. There wasn't really any kind of... Right, well, yeah, it was just it was just a word. I guess that is funny, is, like, it was just a word that was used. Right. And, I mean, I can even remember Eminem interviews right. where he's like, this is a word I use. Wait, or was it gay? I can't remember. I, probably but anyway, both. like, it yeah. hasn't left our... You know, th- find things to say. Sure. Vocabulary until like semi recently. Yeah. The other time it was used was, uh, but they were fagging off. Yeah. What? <laughs> like, and then suck my nose till my head caves in. Yeah, was that was another. good. That one was good. That was funny. Why don't you go suck my nose till my head caves in? I was like, oh, like that looks like creative, right? Like, Jesus. It is, it is a little weird that the kids just like are total dicks to each other all the time. Yeah. But. I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm trying to remember, like, I guess there was a time in my life when I had that kind of relationship with my sister and her friends, but not not that extreme, I don't think. I don't know. Whatever. I guess it doesn't really matter. Well, something I did like was, like, the positive brother and sister relationship. 
actually liked the kids in it. Like the yeah, three main kids. Right. The yeah. sister, Al, Terry, the friend, who at first I didn't, but then he grows on you. Yeah. You find out his backstory very immediately. Yeah, so that weird. was pretty intense. And then, yeah, Glenn, the main kid. I liked them all. I, I do wonder, though, if, like, the mom died thing was a bit too much, like, too on-the-nose character building. You know, it's like, here's your character in a bottle. Just open it up. Oh, shake it around. Mom died. That's the, you know, that's I why guess... I listen to heavy metal. I guess that is what's weird because it's like, yeah, and the only other time they use it is in a weirdo scene. Where he ends up, like, hugging his mom's yeah. ghost and then turns into the dead dog. Yeah, okay, so... <laughs> that's fucking crazy. So, yeah, he went to the bathroom in the scene. Yeah. And he's walking back, and his mom just, like, floats in through the front door of his right. friend's house because he spent the night at Glenn's house. Yeah. And she's like, I love you. I need you. And yeah. he's like, this isn't weird. And he just rolls down the stairs. He's hugging her, but they're like going in circles in the foyer. <laughs> I need you. Mommy. 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 So, and then, right, and then and he's hugging like a dead dog. And then he like looks up and it's, it's his Glenn, it's the dog so, Angus, yeah. the family dog Angus. And it's dead. So my question is, did this kid strangle the dog? Like, is that what they're trying to imply? I never understood that. <laughs> did I it just also... die? Like, I mean, it does say the dog was very old. But what? I definitely thought when the sister and Glenn went downstairs and Terry is there with the dog. That he killed the dog, right? That they're all looking at him like... Oh, you cause killed it just, dog. Yeah, because the scenes yeah. earlier where his dad's like... Yeah, when Terry acts that way, you know, his mom died last year, and he's always acted a little funny since then. Right. And then it's like, this scene happens, and it's like... also weird. It's like, is it trying to, like... Again, like, those scenes felt like the movie didn't quite know what it wanted to do. Yeah, like, what is it even trying to say (laughs) with even saying that stuff? Yeah, that's a little strange. Okay, well, you you said you had a a list of of weird shit, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, okay, so kid dances with dead mom turns into dead dog. Okay, I wrote down, this poor dog... Because how many times did they use that goddamn dog? Dead. Okay, so it's <laughs> true. So when the kid walks into, when Terry walks into the bathroom, the dog is by in his bed next to the bathroom. Oh yeah, still like dead, right? No. Oh no, that's when he's. I al- think he's alive. Is he? He's sleeping. Okay. In the bed. Right. Sleepy dog. Yeah. All right. It's a bed. Yeah. <laughs> that's where his bed is. Right. It's and you did say, is he dead? I'm like, Kevin. This movie wouldn't be stupid enough to kill a dog like that. And then <laughs> it fucking appears in the next scene. <laughs> like, I mean, you guys need to watch this movie just to see these scenes with a dog. Cause yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty, weird. It's pretty intense. Um, okay, so that is that scene where the, the dead dog turns up. Right. And then um, it's like the next morning and it's like the sister's friends who are super annoying, all the sister's friends are annoying, are like trying to get her to go to the beach and this boy who has a crush on her is trying to get he's like trying to be a gentleman so he goes i'll take care of the dog <laughs> i'll take care of the corpse of your your beloved family right. dog um i'll just drop it off at the pound or the shelter um meet you guys at the beach so she rides with her two <laughs> girlfriends while he takes this corpse of the dog wrapped in a sheet in the passenger seat of his car right takes it to the shelter shelter's closed Mm-hmm. Drives it back to the house, uh, yeah, knocks they, where he knows she's not there. Right. So he's gonna give the corpse of the dead dog back to the little boy. Yeah, was that his plan? I D- guess. Rings the doorbell, nobody answers. He puts it in the backyard. Fucking idiot! 
gives the goddamn hole its sacrifice in the form of a dead dog. It's the first human sacrifice. Did that even... Did that, No, that's not how... That didn't do anything. Well... The sacrifices happen later with, like, the humans, right? No, no, I thought, like, it needed a sacrifice. Because Glenn and Terry are talking about it, and it's like, it needs a sacrifice. To, like, start the process? And, and then it's, like, like two did, more to he's like, make it solid? And Terry, yeah, I think that's okay. what it was. And Terry says something like, ne- didn't say anything about being human. And then a few scenes later, oh, yeah, we that's get right. this. Okay, okay, yeah. And so, while Terry and Glenn are off planning how to close the gate. It's a convenient hole. It's already dug in the backyard. Yeah. Guess I'll just throw the dead dog in it. Yeah. <laughs> Peeks over the backyard. Uh, the fence of the backyard, and then he drives away, and um, so that uh, so then when he's opening the door to get the dog out, the dog falls on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> the corpse falls on yeah. the ground. So that was that, and then there's another scene later on when the sh- when the shit starts to get real, when the actual mm-hmm. like scary stuff, scary stuff. I'm doing air quotes starts to happen. Right. Where the sister comes in because something's really scary has happened with Glenn, and he's run out, and he's got Al, his sister. They're going in, and they're, like, touching the body of sleeping Terry, who they think is sleeping under a blanket on Glenn's floor. Oh, right, yeah. And then, That was kind of creepy, almost. It is creepy. Again, maybe taken on its own. Weird how many times I wrote down that poor dog in my notes because of how many times they used the corpse of this dog. Oh, yeah, it's in the bed, right? It's in the <laughs> fucking bed! Terry comes in behind them, like, hey, guys, what are you doing? And then they... They pull back the covers, and it's the dead corpse of the dog again. <laughs> uh, Is that the last time they used the dog? Well, I think, I mean, it shows up again at the end. Yeah, alive. Alive. <laughs> yeah, out of the closet. It just walks out of the closet. I just don't understand. We're I guess ju- it was the first sacrifice. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Yeah, the dog thing was weird. I mean, maybe that's another, like, tropey thing, you know? I, it's a tropey thing in many a horror movie. You know, to uh, kill the dog, but at least they brought it back in this one. <laughs> yeah. So the well, the one of the parts you described that I thought was actually kind of good, and I thought I suddenly was like, oh, okay, I get it now. This movie's finally like taking off, yeah. and it's gonna, it might end up actually being pretty good. Was that scene right where it's like, okay, they think his friend Terry's asleep. She's trying to shake him awake. Terry shows up behind him, and it's like, oh, shit, like, who's actually in the bed? And that then it's creepy. the dead dog. And then there's, like, these hands that come out from under the bed okay, that, that are, like, creepy. actually kind of creepy-looking hands. Yeah. I was like, oh, they're okay. Pr- they're prosthetics. All right, yeah, yeah, the prosthetics look decent. They look kind of cartoony-ish, but, like, you know, in a, almost like a, an uncanny, weird way. I yeah. was like, okay, I'm into it. Those hands look cool. First there's one hand, and then there's two hands, and there's, and there's three a bun- hands. And yeah, there's a bunch that are, like, grabbing <laughs> them and stuff. And that was kind of neat. And then, like, right after that, or very soon after that, isn't it when his, like, parents show up and then he ends up, like, smashing his dad's yeah, face and, like, it melts all over? And that's the first time he goes, he, like, grabs Glenn by the scruff of his neck and is holding him up. And yeah. he's like, you've been bad. Right. You've been bad. They say it again later, too. Yeah. He smashes his face. Yeah, he like smushes his face. Well, like, his mom's his face. This like his mom's mom, just like cackling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like <laughs> the, that 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 was just to be like, oh, can't go out the front door. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, can't leave. Yeah. 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 So they ran to the back door. Right. And then um and then like what are they Lilliputians? Is that like what they called them? 
I thought no, that's what they called them. Call them. I just call them that. Yeah. Okay, so they're not Lilliputians. But I because like... that's like I mean they're they're little demon people or things, tiny demon imps that are running around, and they are hilarious looking. Yeah, like they're definitely claymation. Like yeah. they're definitely like running around like weirdos dancing and doing weird shit. Like you're saying, when you're like, okay, the movie's going to start getting good right now. Right. When I saw them, too, because shortly they're, after we saw them, I'm like, okay, cool. At first, I was like, yeah, okay, maybe, and then... But then, like, they're, like, the main demon. Yeah. Mostly <laughs> that we see. Yeah, and they're kind of lame. Like, like, after a while. After a while, they're lame. Like, yeah. at first, I was like, they could be cool, and then they just weren't. you got to escalate from there. Right. They well, just... they, they tried to, like, with the big demon that shows up. Exactly, but that's the only and then other that, thing. And that's, like, the only other, yeah. Well, it was kind of neat, though. Okay, no, that's not totally true, because the, the, the little demon guys end up forming into, like, the wall guy. Yeah. And he was creepy. Like, that was creepy. Okay, okay, so Terry tells Glenn a story at the beginning of the movie about how his house was built over this worker man and his, the worker man was buried in the walls of the house. Yeah, what? Like, where does this even come from? You um, know? Well, he even says he made it up. And that's why he, um, Glenn even talks to his dad about, like, Terry and his mom. Oh, dying. like being a weirdo? Okay. Yeah, and okay. he's like, yeah, sometimes he's going to make stuff up. Sometimes he's going to want to scare you. And then later, after they think they've done everything and this worker man comes out of the wall. So it's like, is the movie trying to play on like, there's like, you know, like your worst horrors, your fears, but like it's still... Yeah, it definitely it, didn't follow through exactly on any of that. Exactly, didn't <laughs> follow through on it. So the, it felt like the worker man definitely came out of nowhere. Right. And it was weird because it's like, okay, so if Terry made it up, right, and it grabs Terry and brings him down to hell or whatever, it also grabbed the sister and Glenn and it's like, but the worker man was like, Terry's made up thing, you know. Yeah, like... that's another thing that's weird too. Yeah, you're right. So, so you know the new It movie, how yeah, we're just talking about all movies or whatever. Not not chapter two, the first chapter where it's like each kid. I, I guess it's It just in general. It doesn't matter if it's the movie, but like the, each kid has its own their own like trial or whatever. This movie felt like it kind of wanted to do that and then didn't, right? I don't know. When did It, when did it come out? Like the book, seventies, yeah. I think. Oh, okay. It's before this. But yeah, um, which I feel like these things that we're talking about, like where it's disparate things that kind of don't make sense, are just a thing that happened in these early horror movies. Maybe movies so. in general. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I mean, it, I think, I think this just was like isn't a movie that's done to a caliber where people were necessarily worried about everything they were putting into the movie. They were thinking more in terms of like this would be cool, you know? Yeah. And, okay, so what's with the moths? Like, is there supposed yeah. to be, like, a... Is there supposed to be some kind of symbolism there? Or is it just, moths are kind of creepy, so we're going to put moths in this, you know? Like, That's what I think. Each, yeah. Like, because it's, like, he captured a bunch of moths at the beginning in the dryer. And now it's, like, their silhouettes are on the wall, and that creeps them out. And then somehow they, like, magically escape the jar and are outside, and they're just congregating on the window. And then they break through the window and are swarming our main protagonist, Glenn, and he's like, ah, moths! Right. And he runs away. But it's like, yeah, what are the moths doing to him? <laughs> right. Oh, no, they're going to eat they're my sweater. they fuzzy little... Yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> like, they don't do anything. Yeah. Okay. That was weird. Did you, uh, I thought there would be a payoff with the moths, but yeah. it wasn't. I wrote down the moths. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I'm just like, what? I guess there was, like, there was a lot of setups. 
that like didn't really end up paying off, right? Yeah. Like they set up the moths, they set up like their dad's gun, which doesn't end up really doing anything. Yeah. They set up Yeah. They set up like the rock music, but which kinda does some stuff. And then they set up the rocket, and the rocket's ultimately like the thing that like ends up killing the demon, but I guess it's just yeah, it's just, it's symbolic. It's love it's love rocket. It's a rocket of love. Saving the day. Um yeah, and then, like, the twins, like, uh, at some point, they run down to the basement to get the death metal record, mm-hmm. because, like, it'll be the thing that tells us how to close the gate. <laughs> then it, like, burns the it cinders just, in It just bur- bursts into flames. And so they're like, the Bible, the Bible! And they're yeah. like, why the Bible? They're like, I don't know, that's what people do. Right. So they grab the Bible, the, the twins, the annoying twins who are there, paint, or doing the sister's hair purple for some reason, are like... Give it to us. We went to Sunday school. And they pick, like, they're like, here, read this. And they mm-hmm. just pick a random, like, Bible section. Yeah. So then our three protagonists go up there, read the this random Bible passage. Which seems like it's working. It seems like it's sealing them in. And then the kid falls in, and that's Well, an don't they throw scene. the Bible in? Or is that afterward? No, it's afterward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so afterward. the kid falls in. They get the Terry out. Terry falls in. Get Terry out. And then, um... Yeah, he's like, he lost the passage. All this wind's blowing them, and like the hole is moving, and little putions are gonna wanna come out or whatever. And um, he just like, in a hilarious moment, yeah, just throws the whole Bible yeah, into it. Yeah, eat, eat Bible to... demons. Like, yeah. <laughs> I wrote that down. Did he say that? <laughs> no, I, oh. I just I wrote it down. <laughs> um, that would be better. Yeah. Um, he's, they, so then they get sealed in, and it's our first fake out ending. Right. Where they come inside, she tells, her annoying friends to leave she's like i'm gonna get cleaned up why don't you guys go or the two of them are like let's go watch tv and it's like seemingly ending yeah but it didn't work at all right i also thought that the act structure would be based on the night like like on the day and i guess it kind of was right it was based on like the the parents are gone for three days so we're gonna get three acts one each day and night will be an act you know and i guess the climax is the second night which then the third day is when yeah. the parents ultimately mm-hmm. come home yeah but I kind of, it didn't necessarily feel like it, I don't know, I, I guess it works. I guess the, the, the act structure works. Um, I don't know, I, I, wrote, I wrote it down as the movie was like progressing, and then that is kind of what ended up happening, I guess. Um, at the, so, so towards the end, um, where... Everybody just kind of comes out of the closet at the end. I thought that was kind of ridiculous. And then um, they, like, the house is a total disaster at the end of the movie. I love that. I wrote that I liked that. You liked that the house was a total disaster? I liked that the house didn't go back to normal. Right, but then it's, like, totally unresolved. They're just like, oh, I guess the parents are going to show up in an hour or two and be pissed. I mean, but I guess that's fine. I guess they didn't really need to resolve that. Like, what are you going to have to do? You know, like, the kid's going to clean it up real fast, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a giant know. demon fight in it. A giant miasma from hell broke loose in the backyard into the sky. Okay, so so our our main character Glenn looks at his jar of moths and then starts like yelling for the demon to come back. Why did the moths give him the idea to yell for the demon to come back? Was it just like him remembering catching the moths with his friend and no like idea. wanted to save his friend? I have no idea why he started yelling. Yeah. I did not understand that part. Yeah. I think it was reminding him of Terry, and he's like, take me instead. I don't know. Yeah, and then I also thought it was hilarious with the uh, guy who's in the wall. 
like the worker man. Yeah, the worker man. They throw a boombox at him. Guy goes down, <laughs> right? Goes they, down. <laughs> and like busts into his little, yeah. little guys again. He and busts then later into on, little guys because they had all formed to make him. Right, and then later on, they shoot him in the face and he's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, they get to the shotgun. He's been hi- He somehow materializes in the closet they're hiding in, which was creepy. And then mm. they shoot him in the face. She gets him. Yeah, and then he just drags her to hell. Right. Yeah. I like the scene where uh, Terry shows up in the closet and just like biting his hand. That like. part was scary. <laughs> I jumped at that part. Yeah. That part creeped me out. Yeah. So their little kid friend Terry is just a head in this like sack in the closet. And uh, Glenn had been reaching for the gun. And so Terry's just like gnawing on his hand like ah, ah, yeah. for the longest time. That was funny. <laughs> Until the sister comes with a Barbie. So here's another oh, disturbing oh, part. Oh God. Like sta- <laughs> stabs Terry in, in the, the face. In the eyeball. And then we see it's the eyeball. And then she brings back the doll leg. And its leg is all covered bloody. in blood. And she does it some yeah. more. <laughs> until it lets go of Glenn. Right. So that the, part was disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. So then, violent. you know, we get to the end of the movie where he launches the rocket into this demon. And. Well, you didn't say when the demon came. So then. Oh, sure. Um, You know, there's all, like we're saying, there's all these tiny little demons running around. Right. And then. um. So then it gets the two sacrifices. Needed two sacrifices. So it it takes Terry, and then it takes Al with Worker Man. Um, And then all the little Pusians are, like, dancing around this giant hole in the middle of the house. Because now the the gate has somehow moved to the center of the house. Yeah, what's up with that? It just, like, shows up in the middle of the house now. Yeah. I guess it's growing. And so then... um, It's convenient. Yeah. So I guess what's funny is, like, the little Pusians at first are really creepy. And, like, the way they move, like, I thought it was so interesting that she's tall. Like, she's normal. And then they're showing, like, these little, little pushings by her yeah. feet. Yeah, yeah, And the way they moved, like, the, I think it was I creepy. the way they layered it. it actually, like, you yeah. Could, you know how sometimes when you use green screen in these old movies? Yeah. And, like, it's like you can see the fuzzy edges around them. Yeah. Yeah, I, they, I mean, they look it looked good. really good. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, at this part, there tons of them are dancing around. And uh, this, like, giant black demon-looking thing... It's definitely stop motion, do you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's some or it's animatronic through part of it, mm. I think, or, or at least makeup. I don't know about animatronics at that point, but probably some kind of makeup and then also some claymation. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a definitely a combination of the two. But it's definitely supposed to look like the demon that's in the heavy metal book mm. that comes out, right? It's supposed well, to be that. That like, looked better than what they created. Yeah, it looked pretty cheesy. <laughs> like, the little Pusians actually look kind of creepy, so I was excited for, like, oh, what is this, you I, know, black mask coming out of the hole? And I was like, right. what the? And yeah. it was like, Four arms, two arms on the side, and then, like, two, two little two T Rex yeah. arms on its neck, yeah. and then like a weird like aardvark kind of face. And it also had like tentacles further down on its body. It did. Yeah, it had like two tentacles on the sides. Oh my god! It was Make definitely up your mind. A, yeah. And this wasn't terrifying to me at all. No, nah. but um, I was starting to get some gremlin vibes, like when the the little demon imp guys were showing up. I guess we're calling them Lilliputians. That's not what they are, but whatever. <laughs> and um. I was getting some Gremlins vibes and was kind of getting like, oh, this could be good. This could be kind of like funny because I think like Gremlins is great. I feel like we should watch Gremlins, but. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. All right. So my favorite part of the movie. Favorite part. Okay. I think I have one. Okay. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. All right. My favorite part of the movie was when the house explodes and the kid comes flying oh, out of the house. that was my favorite part. <laughs> Okay, so I laughed 
so hard. I laughed out loud so hard. Yeah, I did too. So um, <laughs> he has just fired the rocket into the chest of the giant demon. The demon has exploded. Okay, and also the explosion is mirror thing. When they threw the Bible into the hole, yeah, it exploded. Yeah, <laughs> that was funny. That was pretty good. And so they did this rocket inside the chest of the demon is exploding. Yeah, and uh, the kid, imagine this from the front door of this like house, hands in the air, legs straight out, <laughs> yeah. head, head over like, feet, <laughs> flying toward <Yeah>. you. <laughs> that was so. Funny. Also, he was going like. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was the best part of the That was the best part of the movie. Like, you could just fast forward to that part and watch that. No, fast forward to all the dog parts. Yeah, the the, the stuffed <laughs> dog's pretty good, too. It's really good. It's really <laughs> horrifying. And I also just strange how much they use it. Um, Yeah. Also, there were fireworks at the end. Yeah. Did you notice that? I was like, why are there fireworks? He's launching, like, a bottle rocket or whatever. You know, like a... a not a bottle rocket, that's a firework. He's launching, like, a, a model rocket. Into the into the demon, and then it blows up and has like Beautiful, red, red, purple. red, white, and blue fire. It wasn't red, white, and blue. They were purple. <laughs> they were demonic colors. Oh, Gavin. all right, all right. At least they were that. Um, yeah, I mean, if it didn't end in fireworks, I feel like I would have been pretty disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. One more weird part. It's when the demon first appears. Uh huh. And out of the hole. And Terry, or sorry, Glenn had been trying to, like, get his rocket to shoot off. <laughs> um, but uh, nice. he's, like, failing because the matches won't light. And then the demon grabs Glenn by the hair, by the head. Yeah, what the? Looks at him. And then, like, pats him on the head. Pats him on the head. No, grabs him by the hand and pats, yeah, pats him, him on, on the head. head. Like, thanks, buddy. And then let, drops him and then leaves. And then and then and Glenn he has, looks like, at his hand. an eyeball in his hand. Glenn looks at his hand and there's an eyeball in the center of his hand Why? looking at him. Why is it there? Which he later, get, he's this, like, nine or ten-year-old kid, has to stab out of his hand. Yeah, that was messed up. I think that's what calls the demon back. Yeah, yeah, that's what he does because like he doesn't listen and he like stabs his hand. But like, yeah. why? Why? What does that have to do? With I don't know. That's what I mean. Just. All right. Any other? Uh, uh, I literally scenes? wrote best part was him flying out the door. Yeah, that was, <laughs> was the best part of the whole movie. Um, yeah. Any other scenes or anything we want to discuss before we uh, do some trivia? Oh. Yeah, there's some trivia for this movie. Nope. All right. Oh yeah. Moving on to trivia. Then you ready? Yeah. Uh, so the small demonic minions are played by actors in rubber suits. Oh, uh, and shot in forced perspective. That's why I think it actually looked better than what oh. we expected. Um, Wait, what's forced perspective? That's like what they used in um, Lord of the Rings to make the hobbits look smaller. Mm. It's basically like you have some actors stand f- like closer to the camera and some further away, so it's sort of this trick, this optical wow. illusion that makes them look smaller or larger. Because I mean, they're like they're like up to your calf. Like, that was pretty impressive. Yeah. When I say small, I mean they're pretty small. Right. But really, they were just standing really far away. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if that was every scene, yeah. though. It seems like some of them weren't that way. Uh, the logo on the back of Terry's jacket that is of the Killer Dwarves yeah. uh, is a heavy metal band from Toronto, Ontario uh, area who were known for their offbeat sense of humor. Oh, my god, That's a real band. I love that. That is funny. Uh, this is actor Stephen Dwarf's de- debut. Dwarf, 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 dwarf. I can't say his last name. <laughs> well, in, in my defense, we just talked about the killer dwarves. Yeah. Anyway, this is his debut role. Wow. Destined I for greatness. It. Yeah, it's a good one. Kick your career off. It could have been worse. I mean, really. 
I'm serious. I think he did a really good job in this. He movie. did good. I mean, as far as child actors go, he he was better than some regular actors. You need to check <laughs> yourself or you wreck yourself, okay? Uh, Terry's back patch when we uh, when he's first seen is for the band Venom. Yeah, who released the song "The Seven Gates of Hell" in 1984 wow. on their B side. See, of this their is the guy who made this movie. Clearly loved a, yeah, heavy clearly metal. a fan of heavy metal. <laughs> yeah. Um. So apparently, oh, apparently the writer, uh, Michael Nankin, um, originally planned to direct the film as well. Uh, based the script on specific things from his childhood. For example, he came, uh, he he had a best friend named Harry. All right. Um, see if any of these others are worth uh, checking out. Uh, Bible passage the Lee sisters picked out was from different portions of psalms versus uh 59 1 to 59 9 so if anybody wants to read those there cool. you go yeah. <laughs> uh stop trying to push religion under listeners yeah Gavin. that's right you better read the bible <laughs> throw it in the hole to hell it won't do anything <laughs> it'll cause a cool explosion yeah it'll look cool uh yeah that's pretty much it the other ones are just like other actors that were considered so yeah, yeah there's there's the good trivia Wow. Yeah. It's not a lot. <laughs> a few of those were interesting. Uh, okay, so here's another thing that I thought was kind of cool. Um, so during the sort of uh, teen party that happens at the beginning of the movie, they, they sort of play with the, like, light as a feather, stiff as a board thing, mm-hmm. which when I was younger uh, and was, you know, hanging out with my friends or whatever, we used to do some of that stuff. Like, we tried to do the light as a feather, light as a feather stiff as a board thing. Obviously, it doesn't work. Um, but also, uh, like met, played with Ouija boards. Like we did that kind of creepy stuff. Um, and I, uh, I kind of like, I wish there would have been a little, like maybe not more of it, but, um, I liked that it was in there. I like that. That scene was actually really funny. And the girl who like, was like, I'm serious about it and I believe in it and you just don't know. Sure. And we should all do it right now. She was really funny. And like, even when like they levitate Glenn and he fucking flies off into the sky, into the ceiling, breaks a lamp and then runs off crying. She's like, yeah, "Ah, I don't think I'll be doing that again. She, she cracked me up. Dust drifting in front of the windows like dandelions in the breeze. Right, right. Well, that's the thing that's kind of interesting. So, so it, I, I, hypothesizing here, I'm wondering since it's saying the writer based things off of his personal experiences, I'm wondering if that's maybe why it felt a little disjointed. Is because mm. I wondered if he was like, these are moments from my past that I want to write into this movie because it's like, you know, creepy things I guess that happened to me when I was younger or whatever. Or authentic experiences because some of those things were really funny, like the girl saying Tris uncool. Like some some of the interactions were really hilarious. Right. But okay. Maybe they didn't fit in any, or yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, any other closing thoughts, or should we go ahead and tell people whether or not we should recommend they watch the movie? <laughs> okay. Do we have like a scale? Do we have out of five or out of ten? Let, okay. So with these movies, since they're all like supposed to be scary movies, maybe we should like rate them on how scary they were. No. And then also whether or not you'd watch it. No. I was thinking that I would just say yes. I I think people should watch it or no. I don't think people should watch it. 
Okay. You go first. No. <gasps> nah. Well, maybe. <laughs> give it a maybe. If you're into 80s cheese uh, horror, then maybe give it a shot. It definitely sort of... Um, it, it shows off some of the tropes, right? Like, if you watch it, you're going to see tropes, obviously. Um, and maybe you sort of will understand some of where some of that stuff came from. But again, without like having watched a lot more of these 80s movies than I have, I don't know whether this is a really tropey movie or if it's tropey now. Because, you know, we're sort of looking at it in hindsight. You know what I mean? Yep. So, yeah. So, what do you think? I say... I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm not mad that I watched it. Sure. But I also don't know if I'd recommend it to someone I wanted to like me. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you were uh, having a date over for a Halloween movie watch, you probably aren't going to turn the gate on. Yeah. Yeah. Unless I want them to leave. Right. <laughs> it was like, it's funny. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, I guess it's, it's like not funny enough. Right. And it's not scary enough. Yeah. But it is charming. There's a little bit of charm I liked there. it a lot. I liked the actors. I liked their relationships, the characters' relationships with each other. I don't know. It's it's a weird movie. Um, yeah. I recommend it only if you want to do a drinking game to how many times they use that poor dog's corpse. <laughs> Drink whatever the dog shows up. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. that'd be good. Sounds pretty bad. Although it might be worth watching just to see the scene where the kid gets blown out of the house. Because mm-hmm. that's really the payoff. Yeah. It's the grand finale. It really is. All right. So that's the gate. Um, I guess there's only one thing left to do. Do you know what that is? Yeah. What is it? Pull the movie out. Yeah, we got to pull another movie out of the movie chair. Duh. It's your turn. <laughs> oh, yeah, here, you shake it up. Alright, let's figure out which movie we're watching next. Make sure you get them out of that little crevasse in the bottom. Love Witch! Love Witch! My choice! My top two! These were my two last time! Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> Rigged. Alright, so join us next time where uh, we will discuss Love Witch. Make sure you watch it before the podcast, because otherwise we're going to spoil everything. Boil shit out of it. Yeah. Alright, thanks for listening. Catch you guys next time. Bye. Can't trust anyone's opinions on movies. <laughs> <laughs>